don't want to make a joke. Yeah, but then don't, when you said, don't make it. And then when you were like, when Tom came in, I'm like, is she going to make a joke about me? No. <laughs> Nerd On. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, and where all levels of nerd are welcome, no matter how transparent you are. Oh. Huh. What? <laughs> <laughs> Your opacity well, notwithstanding. Notwithstanding. is <laughs> It's all the way to the left. <laughs> In 1897. H.G. Wells published a novel that would see its legacy live on in classic films, comic books, and referenced in all forms of television. In 2020, part of Universal's slate of retold classics, once dubbed the Dark Universe, R.I.P., we were given this retelling. Today's topic is 2020's The Invisible Man. But before we get into that, let's introduce the host. I am Josh. I am Tom. I'm Caitlin. And this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerdon Nation that is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerdon Nation, you do get fun perks. Like you get early access to these episodes. You get bonus episodes that nobody else hears. And we we just go off the rails on those sometimes. We just kind of pick topics and talk about them like... Uh, a recent one was we talked about gatekeeping. We've talked about... Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes it's really like op-ed kind of stuff where we're just kind of uh, sitting around talking about something. And the Nerd On Nation gets to uh, suggest topics sometimes. We we listen yeah. to those kind of things. Um, also, you get what we call the Nerd On Nudge for our other weekly show, the Nerd On Update, in which we answer your questions first. Um, lots of fun perks over there. We just uh, recently dropped some new tiers, so check those out. And we're really close to a goal over there. And once we reach that goal of 60 members of the Nerd On Nation, the nation gets to pick a topic for one of our episodes, one of our, our Nerd On the Podcast episodes. So get over there. Join it. Even if it's as, if it's as low as a dollar. A dollar helps. It's, it's cray cray. Like it's uh, one of the, uh, uh, a friend of the show, Stephen Ford, even he said, a, a member of a Patreon, like is so much more than anything that we make from any of our advertising. So check it out. Mm-hmm. And it's a really dope community. Really cool people over there. Um, yeah. So yeah, check that out. Nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. And check out our disc- our Discord. Yes. Oh, that's t- what Tom runs separate from our Discord. Which yeah, you can find Discord. at TV slash I am the custodian of the Discord. <laughs> Discord. D I S C O R D. Yes. For uh, your Discord. Nerdon.tv backslash Discord. That's another great community that is growing by the week. Uh, triple digits keeps on going. Really cool people. And there's a channel for everything to discuss anime, movies, video games, even gardening. Even if you if you found a fun uh, meme that you're like, I need to share this, there's a place for that. So check it That's out. True. And a uh, big shout out to our partners, Apogee and Odyssey. This is, I think, our last remote episode, episode it 199. One. We have been remote since March. March. Like 15th. 
Um, wow. Uh, that was the last time it was like Fables and something else that we recorded, uh, which is like episode 130 or something. I don't know. It was a long time ago. I don't even know what life looks like yeah. anymore. Uh, mm. But yeah, Apogee and Odyssey have made uh, the the journey and the path to high quality content. God. Quantent. Content. I'm the custodian of all the content. Yes. Um, so a big shout out to them. The Apogee Hype mic is a great versatile mic that we will continue to use on all of our streams and any kind of content mm -hmm. like that. Uh, so check it out. You can use it on Mac, PC, iOS devices. It's a good time. Check it out. And Odyssey headphones. We're using their LCD ones, uh, but they have their Mobius. They also have um, their Penrose their gaming headset that is wonderful. So check them out, Odyssey headphones. And before I move on, if you like what you hear today, stop by, rate and review, and share us with your friends and family. Like those those ratings and those reviews, wherever they are, whether they're Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, I think CastBox also has a place to review. Uh, those kinds of things do help. They help us grow by way of people seeing it and going, oh, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to check it out. You guys can make us the biggest podcast on this planet. Damn! If you helped us. Damn! Did you know that? Isn't that wild? That's wild. Isn't that wild? With your help, you can you could do that just by rating something and giving it a review for mm -hmm. free. It doesn't cost you anything. For baby. free. And it's kind of like when you oh, take God. a blanket out of the dryer when it's all warm and fluffy and then you have already made yourself a cup of tea and then you go sit on the couch and watch a cooking video on the big screen with your cup of tea and your very warm blanket. That's what it's like to get a review. And then you throw the blanket and then there's a silhouette underneath that blanket and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, that got dark quickly. Oh, no, Tom, why did you turn my good one into a bad one? Because well, you've done these like they were themed with the episode and this didn't have anything to do with it. I just wanted it to feel nice. It's like well, getting. I think that's a good segue <laughs> into, seg this, you. into this. Into um, this. No. I got nothing. No. Time to talk episode. about the invisible man. <laughs> oh, yes. Da -da 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 -da. No. <laughs> it's wrong music as well. Um, so, everyone, uh, this is where we're going to talk about our first two segments of our show. Um, and the, the first one uh, deals with the end of our show. So that brings us to Guess That Grump. He's got an invisible man that you get by the end of the movie. He's invisible man. Guess That Grump. I don't think there was really a theme song to this movie. I no. think there was more just like crazy Screams. sound design. Yeah. And or, no or, sound. Where it was just like, Bang! it's like, oh, wait, 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 everyone be quiet for a minute. Just be quiet. That's what it's like. Yeah. We love dead air on, on our show. We love it. Show. Um, Somebody just so, looked down on their on their podcast app and went, it's like, oh, God, did wrong? it stop? <laughs> <laughs> they like unplug their headphones like, what the hell? Um, so, um. Our first segment of the show is going to be uh, Guess I Grump, uh, where we're going to go around the digital screens, hopefully for the last time, um, and guess who's going to have the lowest score from one out of five. And at the end of the episode, we'll reveal that whoever has the lowest score, no matter how high it is, will be the grump for the week. Now, something brand new that we're doing is we're going to have all the hosts write down their doing numbers right before we, we get started. So none of the voting kind of uh, influences 
the the number the 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 rating at the very end and uh since Corey can't join us i'll be handling all of the votes that i'll talk about later on but since i always explain that was kind of brand new who i i'm gonna go first do it tom do it i guess i'm gonna guess caitlin will be the crumb for this that's a fair bet okay caitlin so let me let me write that down so what what makes you think that just curious um you had to use uh, your nerves well, I, I think, Caitlin, you can enjoy the, the mastery of how the film is made, but then also, how much do you enjoy a pretty horrific telling of something that happens in America a lot? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's not lost on you how well this is done, but how much you enjoy it bases your number. It's true. So I don't know how that much you enjoy this. Okay. Like, right. I don't think you'd be like, hey, guys! You don't sound like that at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Not even hey, remotely. Everybody. You made me sound like Mickey Mouse. Well, I think at, at sometimes your your voice is actually deeper than mine. So it's like, yeah, oh, no, I know. That's my voice. That's my voice. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, guys, let's go watch it. Actually, uh, yes, he does do that voice a lot. So, I yeah. do. Anyway. Um, so that's my, my vote. So who would like to go next? Caitlin, because you were voted. Just popcorn. Yeah, it's popcorn. going to be It Josh. is me. Okay. I was going to see the Scantron, but then I thought about it for a second. I was like, nah. Now, Josh, that was your vote. Mm, actually, um, I think that my vote will be Caitlin. Uh, okay. okay. Two votes for the Caitlin. All right. Now, if you are listening to this at work, driving, or you're, you're, you're doing this while um, you're in the you're, shower, you're tending, and there's in the somebody shower, like tending their to your yard. Yeah. I know some of y'all got new houses and then some of y'all, you know, doing some things in the backyard, you know, for the summer, you know, sun's out, buns out. Oh, not murdering oh. people and burying their bodies. Totally no. different thing. No, Sorry. There's a movie Went called, on a uh, there's a movie called The Last Supper where they do that. Um, but anyways, um, oh, we should do that movie. Anyways, no, that's not. But, uh, and you're like, man, Tom should have voted for Josh. And, you know, maybe you'd be right, maybe you'd be wrong. But you, we we will shout out your vote if you join this lovely thing that Josh was talking about earlier, the Nerd on Nation. And you get to be part of the Guess That Grump poll um, that, 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 that will feature your vote if you are right at the end of the episode. So be part of it. Your, your vote here matters. You matter. And this show is better with you in it. So, um... With that, I do collect the votes. Typically, it's Corey, but uh, Caitlin, the Nerd on Nation has bum, 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 bum. and Tom. It's not you either. It's Josh. Oh, <laughs> so the misdirection. We have it. Um, the turn. It's like an M Night Shyamalan film. I There's feel a twist like for no reason. I've been watching a lot of Great British Bake Off, and like you, it reminds me of like Paul Hollywood's, like. Shaking his head like, nah, that was amazing. <laughs> if this podcast like, episode was directed by M. Night Shyamalan, it would end up being like, I'm not even in the episode. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Because 100% Mike was unplugged the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been frozen the whole time. <laughs> um, you mean like our update show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so with that, everyone. Uh, the order of who will reveal their rating first. Uh, Tom with no votes. And uh, since Josh has the nation vote, um, Caitlin will go second. And then Josh will go last because Caitlin and Josh are both tied for two for two. 
So um, there you have it. Now we'll go to the complete spoiler of that with our initial reactions and our first impressions. Not spoiling the movie, but just telling you how we felt about the film. Um, I'll go first. Go first, please. So very sad day. Uh, This was the last movie that I saw uh, before we went into quarantine. Same, bro. Uh, bro. (laughs) and, And Bonnie and I don't normally go see thrillers it's just not something that we normally will go to the the theaters the next that one one that we might do is saw spiral um very interested to see that but anyway so this one was the last movie that i saw in the theaters and i remember walking out going wow that actually was really good like it, it wasn't like i mean there are like some cliche horror like thriller movie things in there but it was like, oh wow, that was genuinely like like a legit good movie. This was fun. This is great. This is this is this is cool. And then watching it again, same experience. It's like, oh, this isn't this didn't suck to watch. It was like what Jesus. high praise. <laughs> well, I mean, like thrillers, they're hit and miss sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes they can be this like, ooh, yikes. But I this think- was. I feel like horrors are hit and miss, but thrillers, I feel like, you know, you get that. Mm, yeah, like, this, oh. I mean, we'll talk about this later, but this just, this movie does a really good job of building tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just, and just building the tension and giving you that payoff where you're like, oh, shit. And it doesn't punish you, I feel like. No. To me, it doesn't punish you. Yeah. No. Um. So, I mean, the, the reason why we're doing this episode is that we did have this on the docket. This was yeah. going to be an episode that we did. It was like we were, we're like getting ready for it. And then we went into quarantine. Nobody could go see it except for I like I saw it on the day that it came out. But then that's it. Yeah. So Good now life. we're doing it a year and like 14 months later, we're doing it. Yeah. After it got snubbed at the... No, okay, no. It did. Um, but, uh, Kaylin, you or me? You. Okay. So, same thing with Josh. I watched this in theaters. I think this was the last film I saw. And I walked out absolutely um, just, just delighted. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. This is a really good movie. And, um... I, I I don't know off the top of my hand, even though I wrote the notes, but like I don't know a lot of the director's works, but I know the last film he did before this was Upgrade. And mm. um that is mm, and that <laughs> sorry. That's just kind of the thing with these directors and doing thrillers like this, where like it's just so clean. It's so clean, well done made films for such a low budget. And it's just like, wow, for those oh, wow. two hours. I didn't know the budget. Wow. It was so low. And it's like, for those two hours, you you got me. You were like, I'm too afraid to leave the chair, but I can't blink because I might miss something. Like, it's not yeah, like. Because especially for something like this, where you you might, you might miss something. You will. You yeah. will miss things. And, and that's the thing where I, that's to me true, like cinema-y, where like. And and I, I I feel it's funny, and I feel like you can't do this with you could do this with a lot of old films where like people are just talking, and you could look at your phone and then look up who's in the movie. But here, like you see people talking, and something might be going on in the background, 
And like, that's the lovely thing. Um, and so it's like, you, you can't look at your phone, you know, you must watch the entire time. It's like when a film does that and makes the audience be like, if I move my eyes, I may miss a very important detail. And I think those are like, you know, reserved experiences that should be in the theaters, but you know, watch the film as best as you can watch them. Uh, anyways, uh, I love this film and uh, I watched it uh, two more times after I watched it in theaters once uh, with some friends, Kyle and Charlie and my roommate Rashid, we did a, uh, every day we watched a horror movie oh, uh, for Halloween yeah. and I for sure made this my pick. I was like invisible man. And it was so funny because uh, shout out to my boy, Kyle. He was like, Oh, Oh, this is so good. Then I was like, welcome to the party, man. It's cool, man. I get it. But he's like, Oh, but it's so like important about what it talks about. And I was like, yeah, I know, man. I get it. I, that's why I picked it. And it's just like, it, it's great. And I think like once you peel back the layers of like, oh, this is like a movie about this and escaping and surviving. And it's like, but what is it actually saying? And you're like, oh, oh, you know, again, and that's what I think true cinema starts to become where it's like it has something to say. What is it about? Um, and then I watched it again, you know, getting ready for this episode. And I'm just like. God, I, I feel like if more films were like, like, I feel like all small indie budget films, I mean, it's not even indie budget, but like all small budget films uh, uh, strive to be this, like we would be in this like level of like, there's going to be huge blockbusters make billion dollars. And then there are all these great like genre films that are just so focused and just so well told. I'm like, oh, heyday. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, Caitlin. Uh, so. I took a stab at what I thought this movie was going to be before I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is going to be gaslighting the movie. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it, while I was watching it, I was, like, shocked at how well they did all the tension, all of the motivations of characters, the, like, I did, I 100% questioned they ha- They have a lot of everything. oh shit moments, too, of, like, they, So oh, many no. oh shit moments. And... When it ended, I was like, yeah, this was gaslighting the movie. Like, it was exactly what I expected it to be. And I'll get more into the nitty gritty of that later. So she didn't Because like I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, so she didn't like the movie. And uh, I'll move on to the next uh, two segments now. So hey, Caitlin. quick to assume. Hey, Kaylin, th- this was your thing, and I'm and I'm and I'm part of the problem. Uh, I so, see that. <laughs> um, I see that. So we'll go to the next two segments of the show, which are going to be our brief synopsis and our production. And the brief synopsis will be given to us by me. Hey, hey. So, <laughs> The Invisible Man is a 2020 American science fiction horror film <laughs> written and directed by Leigh Wannell, loosely based on the novel of the same name by H.G. Wells. It follows a woman who believes she is being stalked and gaslit by her abusive and wealthy ex-boyfriend even after his apparent suicide and ultimately deduces that he has acquired the ability to become invisible. Um, and Josh, you you might have read the original novel. Maybe? I did. Okay, so, and you can kind of talk to a little bit of the, the changes and no. stuff, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> not I for won't. you, Tom. Not, not for, for you. you. No, I, it was a long for time me? ago that I, I went through this like thing where I just read a whole bunch of H.G. Wells, and hmm. it's good stuff. It's nice to return oh. to the classics. Hmm. Um, the uh, production will be given to you by me. Uh, it's distributed by Universal Pictures, who gave us such things as Jurassic World, The Fast and Furious, and Back to the Future. Um, the director is. Uh, director Lee Winnell uh, directed uh, Insidious Chapter 3, Upgrade, and the upcoming remake of Escape from New York. 
I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, John Carpenter, baby. Anyways, um, producers, Jason Blum of Blumhouse, um, uh, who produced such film as Get Out, Whiplash, and Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity, which made Blumhouse like the you know biggest horror studio ever in the world. Um, and then the second producer is Kylie Dufresne. Uh, uh, sorry, Kylie Dufresne, um, the uh, who produced uh, The Sapphires, Upgrade, and Holding the Man. Um, the writers is uh, Lee Whannell, uh, who wrote films such as Saw, Saw Two, and Dead Silence. Characters and concept created by H.G. Wells. The cast: uh, Elizabeth Moss uh, from so Us, good. Handmaid's Tale, um, and Mad Men. Um, Aldous Hodge, uh, who's from uh, Straight Outta Compton, Hidden Figures, and Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, Storm Reed from uh, A Wrinkle in Time, Slate, and Euphoria. Uh, Harriet Dyer from No Activity, Love Child, The Other Guy. Michael Dorman from Daybreakers, Patriot, Triangle. And Oliver Jackson Cohen from uh, Faster, Going the Distance, What's Your Number? The release date, February 28th, 2020. And then we did our live show, and then we all went home. Um, And the runtime was 124 minutes. The budget for this film, $7 million. And it it grossed $143.2 million. So, holy poopy, that was a lot of money. Um, Rotten Tomato score, 91% from critics from 406 users and 88% from audience from 10,000 plus users. And that is all the production. Now we can go into spoiler full territory. So for all the listeners who have not watched this yet, go watch it. Take go a start, pause. Go start your Cinemark uh, account to watch it for free uh, or to watch it with your Amazon Prime or Hulu and then come back. And then we're back. And um, I'm going to start. <laughs> so, uh, favorite parts, favorite character. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm going to start because I don't want anybody to take this away from me. Do uh, it. As fucked up as a scene as it is. The restaurant. Oh, uh, when God. She, when she, mm. well, she does that, but yeah. when uh, the sister gets killed Murdered. and like, I mean, and talking about the amount of thought that went into the, uh, the director, I read a, an article that was about just that scene and using misdirect and things like, this is what you're focusing on. You've got the, the you've background. got the waiter, you've got these like little things that you're like, oh, we're finally, there's a little bit of like uh, a breather. And you're like, okay, cool. And then this, and you're like, and it's her sister. Like, it's not just like some person, it's her sister and her snapping moment that it lead, like, it's just like that scene. I remember being in a theater is like feeling like, I'm safe. This is fine. We're good. Not fine. Not safe. Oh, and, my and, God. And so for everyone listening, uh, we talked about it a lot and we might talk about it a lot in this segment too. gaslighting. Um, if you you know look it up, if you're not familiar with it, um, I remember it was it took me a while to actually understand what the term was. But look it up. Manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. Um, and oh, my God. That's very much what happens here to like Josh's point. Like you're at this point where you think you're safe, but you're not safe. And Super um there are, you know, like the the video on security cameras and and blaming things on on the survivor and doing like victim blaming things like that happens in that scene. And uh, to Josh's point, like I like that was to me the oh shit moment of like wow your one like ally is now gone and it's also your sister and like there was tension between two and this is a moment of like clarity and. 
okay, cool. Maybe we could turn things around and it gets taken away from you. Like you're thinking like, this is the, this is the point in the, in, in the ride where you you think you're safe. It's going to turn around. We're going to have some, like, she's going to win. And then that happens. You're like, well, yeah, and I I think it's that that again that moment that is very similar to like Get Out, um, or at the end where you're like, you know, as an audience you collectively go, oh no, yeah, no, oh yeah. God no, <laughs> um, Caitlin? oh and like even oh. and like when you I mean the scene is just like a perfectly safe scene. You're just like oh they're just at a restaurant. And it doesn't change until you start seeing the floating knife. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, this is, you know. And it they're... whips into her hand. It's just like, oh. Anyway, next person. Kaylin? <laughs> uh, I like the, um, I, I, I think a lot of the things that we're going to like about this movie are the ways that it, the shocking parts, the, the how could you be this fucked up kind of, kind of stuff. Because what, what was for me was that, like the confirmation that she wasn't crazy when the the knife in the baggie in the attic with the phone yeah. with the you know all the stuff that's being like oh no you're not crazy um you we know that you're not crazy you know that you're not crazy here's your confirmation and also you're like still fucked um like to to have to have that kind of power and control over someone it's just terrifying. I mean, and like and then when the, the flashes fight afterward, like oh yeah, that, well that was horrifying. Um, I, I think the thing that that I enjoyed most about the film was the fact that like as the audience member, you are questioning if you're crazy. You're like, wait, am I just experiencing this through? her eyes? Then, like, you're questioning your perspective. If, she, if she's like an unreliable narrator. Right, if she's an unreliable narrator, but but then you get the like flashes when she's sleeping, but then you question like, well, maybe that's just, you know, that's still from her perspective and she's like dreaming that this is happening, um, you know, like a half awake thinking she's seeing something. So the, the, the film does a very good job of making sure that you feel just as uncertain about how you feel about what's going on as she does um, to give you that feeling of kind of like an instability and, and not, not being certain what, what you should trust or believe. So I like that a lot about it. Um, I love the, um, I guess I, I just, I just love the, the silent moments and oh, the very God. like eeriness, like <laughs> the there's long hallway there, there's a shot that's actually in the trailer that didn't make it in the film. And, um, she, I think it's in the home. It's, it's it's at the home, or it's at the like the like health facility, where like people are like, "Are you okay?" And then she's like looking, you know, she's she's been through the ringer, and she's like, "There's someone sitting in that couch right now," and oh, then you see yeah. like the indentions, but like they didn't. I don't think that's in the film. Mm-mm. Um, the closest thing you got was like her pulling the blanket, and then you see the two steps on the blanket. You're like, "Oh god, oh god!" Like, and and to me, I think that's like. The cool thing, like in in a most primal way of this film, and I think it's something because I am a I'm a male, I'm a straight male of like I don't uh, I've never experienced like a gaslighting like this, and so like it's a completely foreign experience. Um, where like the more primal fear is more of like you're not alone in the dark, 
right? And I think that's the most like basic version of this film where like the deeper um things that it's hitting on is the experience of like what it is to be gaslit in a very violent and dangerous situation. And it's something that like, you know, I have a privilege to experience to never have experienced that. And I think that's why it's such a important film because it gives you the tiniest peephole into like what people's lives may be like. Obviously, again, there are genre elements to this that make it a sci-fi or whatever, but like I love that this place is that same kind of um fear and um and terror that I think everyone should be cognizant of. Um, because I think that's like what genre films can do best. It's like you start talking about really real things, but you use something fantastical in a way to kind of express it so people feel like, oh, I can easily digest this conversation because no one wants to feel talked down to. But what this film does is like you said, Caitlin, it brings you in. And it's like now you are the one being gaslit. You are the one that's like no one trusts you and it's like not your fault, but somehow like everything gets blamed on you. And you're just like, I, what, did I really hit her? I didn't hit her. I swear. And then, like, you know, your friend, like, you got to leave the house. And it's like, oh, my God. And, you know, you lose everything. You lose your sanity. You lose yourself. And, like, but I love one of my favorite things. This is also a big spoiler. Is the very end. Is the fucking, to me, justice. I know it's revenge and it's a little different. But, like, mm, (laughs) how she fucking gets him back. And I'm like, and she fucking knows where the cameras are and she steps back and away just so they, the cameras can't see her. And she just looks at this man who has tortured her for so many Surprise. years. And she's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Fucking get get it, sister. And I'm just well. like, oh, get, get, girl. And that's the thing where it's like, Josh, I think you mentioned, like, I love it when a villain gets their comeuppance. But to me, it's just kind of like, it's that, like, you gave me so much shit. You fucking deserve way more than this. You deserve way worse than this. But like, at least at the end of the day, you get to see that like, you are not the master of my life. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that was one of so mine. Bad. But uh, I mean, this it this movie also talks about a lot of like, um, it's not just like gaslighting. It's that controlling nature of like domestic abuse as somebody who grew up seeing my mother experience some of this, like the beginning scene and then finding out what kind of situation she was in mm-hmm. and the, the amount of pressure or tension with every single action that she took at the beginning scene of like, you know, opening up the step stool, moving the camera, the creaking of the stairs, the creaking, yeah, like yeah. anything that could possibly like, Alert. Cause Set noise. Anything off. And then when the dog goes off, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Um, but the dog's trapped too. Yeah. yeah. When she took the shock collar off, I was like, no, baby. No, baby. <laughs> um, but but then, like, when she gets her, her sister takes her out, and then uh, Adrian, like, punches tears. the door or punches the window open. And it's like, oh my God. And and oh, it, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, it, okay. it, it, I I love how like they start the film that way too because like yeah. immediately you're on edge. You're like it puts they, you they in the, any... it puts you where you're supposed to be. Like it puts but, you in a in a because I think that it it's it's like it like 
welcoming, isn't it? The, the right, it just, it places you in where the character is. It hijacks you. Yeah, you know, it hijacks you. And for the rest of the film, you kind of feel the nerves that she does. Yeah. Where you're just and like, you're always on edge he, of like, what's He's going to come out of the darkness and punch my lights out. You and, know? and I think to, to your point, like technically, quote unquote, it does welcome you because you paid the ticket to watch it. You paid the str- service to stream this, right? So you walked in this movie knowing you're going to watch this and you're like, oh, okay, like you have grabbed me like a, like a small person and put me on the seat. You're like, you watch now. You're like, okay, yes, I'm watching now. And <laughs> I, I think, again, it just does it so well where you're like, it doesn't like throw you all this exposition. It just does it to you. And you're like, make it, just make it, survive, get yeah. away from this person. The, and, oh, yeah. the, uh, and how they handled his brother, Tom, mm. that was like, like the minute they introduced him, I'm like, oh no, he's mm. coming in. He's, he's going to, okay. He I see what's happening. <laughs> well, uh, like Adrian's a puppet master and, and that's what she establishes from the beginning. So as soon as, you know, she goes to meet with the brother and he's like, yeah, he's a bad guy. It's like, oh man, he's had, since you guys were children, you're fucking more warped than anyone could ever be because he knows your psychology down to when you were tiny. (laughs) Um, So it's like the minute, the minute you're like, oh, his brother works for the company. Yeah, he's going to, one, he's going to die for a cause he doesn't actually believe in, a.k.a. his brother, and then he does. Um, And and of course, Adrian is, oh, it was my brother. He is the one. And you're like, nah, you piece of shit. So that's funny that you say that because... I was still, again, naive. And so, like, watching it, and when she meets with the brother, I'm like, oh, yeah, so Adrian was the bad guy. Like, he's been a terrible person all his life, and, like, he has victims close to him. And then when all that happened, and then, like, you know, obviously, as the film continues going on, you're like, "Mm, I think this is the new bad guy, right? Because I don't know what the twist is. And then all of a sudden, like, when the whole twist happened, I was like, oh, oh, oh. I I think I've... I've been subjected to some pretty intense gaslighting in a variety of situations um, to the point where I had whole masses of people not talking to me because they misunderstood situations that were framed by someone. It was only after like several days um, that they talked to me and I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, they told me this and this and this. And I'm like, none of that happened. And you just feel insane because everyone believes this other person. Yeah, because there's when That's it's one like person one you're example. like, when it's one person you're like, okay, whatever they. But when it's multiple people, it just like starts that, to and, that that also know you and have hmm. known you for years. So for them to all of a sudden break trust with you, when you have established trust with them, and you don't get the option to speak for yourself. And then, you know, after an event like that, then you start to see how that person interacts with other people and you realize how much it permeates everything. Like one of the reasons long ago I started keeping a journal was because I was in a situation with someone who was gaslighting me so badly. I had to keep a journal to keep track of what I had said, what they had said, and what actually happened because 
down the like months down the road, I would be like, this this is what we talked about. They're like, no, it's not. I never said that. You're being crazy. This is what you said. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I wrote it down. <laughs> and and but then you feel even more crazy because you're like, why am I explaining this? What what is happening? And then, you know, you see that's why like when Tom came in, not not you, Tom. Oh, geez. Tom. I'm like, I was gonna make a joke, but I'm like, gaslighting is really serious and I don't want to make a joke. Yeah, but then don't, when you said don't make it. And then we were like, when Tom came in, I'm like, is she gonna make a joke about me? No. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, she beat me to the punch. No. Uh no, the the brother Tom. That's why like when the brother came in, I'm like, oh yeah, when you were like growing up with someone who's like a pro gaslighter and and is in a position of power Ooh, where they can power. manipulate anything. He's a very powerful person. He's like so, a Silicon Valley powerful powerhouse. Oh, I was just gonna who works with the government. I was just yeah. gonna say, like, he is the to to add on, he's like He's more terrifying than somebody like Jason or Michael Myers. He, he's mm. good looking. He's strong. He's smart. He's charismatic. He's a narcissist. Mm. Like mm. it, that, that is incredible. People with a lot of charm, like get away with the most evil people. They are dangerous. And like, if you are a charming person, like with great power comes great responsibility. I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. Glad That's you why have I grew this mustache cup. so I don't yes. have yeah, 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 charming totes. anymore. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but but yeah, that's that's why like w- when I went into this movie and it, it kind of you know, that flavors your experience when it comes when it comes from a very real place in your life, you watch it through a different lens. Like for me this wasn't a thriller. This was like, oh yeah, that, right, that. Like not gonna, I was not, you know, I was not subjected to the horrific things that she was subjected to, but I have a taste of what how gaslighting that looks kind like. of experience can it rhymes. be. Yeah, 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 yeah. It rhymes. And I think, I think to your point, I think that's like a really masterful way of kind of like again, like the H.G. Wells original book was like some dude just took a potion and then he became invisible and he would just do bad things. And the the whole allegory of like what the invisible thing is is kind of like. When there is no social contract anymore for you to do good and you don't get rewarded for doing good, you do bad. And so what you do is like you the original story is like you sleep with like you 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 rape the the queen of whatever kingdom and you kill her husband. And because there's no one that will catch you. And mm-hmm. you know, that's the cautionary tale of what I think the invisible potion, the thing. And again, it's like in this film, they they uh superimpose it into a world of technology and mm-hmm. where um, you are tra- you're tracked everywhere you are, and you know for people who are watching it, uh, I, I feel you. People who have slight phobias or huge phobias of 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 what are those pods? Trypophobia. Uh, yeah, um, that also it didn't trigger me, but I was like, don't like this. I don't like this at all because the suit is a bunch of small little camera lenses. Yeah, and uh, the director has said he's like, I didn't mean for that to happen. I'm sorry, but it made sense. Yeah, um, and. Um, yeah, I just really like that they took this story and put put it into a 2020 world where like there everything just feels very like this can happen. This could happen. This could be happening right now because there's a lot of technology that we're playing with that we just don't know the repercussions of putting it in the wrong place or we're in the wrong hands. And like no one wants to talk about how some of the greatest things that you interact with every day like the internet and technology are all created by people who probably aren't super great in society. 
um, because they're just different. They're just they just think differently and they're wired differently. Not saying that they should be condemned, but there needs to be a, a bigger focus on them as a human being because they do see the world differently. Like, yeah. I don't know if I'd ever have a conversation with Elon Musk because he just might be like thinking about different things at all the time. And it's you know not to say because he has Asperger's, but it's because like his brain just sees like me is like oh this potentially could be like someone who develops this kind of workflow. I'm like, I don't even see myself in that position, but he might. And so it's like, mm. it's all those things, like how we see each other, how we see the world, how other people see us. The different and, lenses. Yeah. And, and, and this film just does it in such a whew, way. I mean, other than, other than, like, I know we're talking a lot about the film, but like particular moments, I love all the little invisible man things like, Going outside, breathing the cold air, oh, the, the breath, breath yeah. the 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 burnt, you know, James getting sausages. the hell beat out of him, and you can't like, oh my god, you're like, holy crap, uh, and you start thinking like, does he have super strength? Because Aldous Hodge is he's a buff boy, he's a yeah. buff man. But so. when you don't but, like, but when you don't know where the punches are going to come from, yeah, or you, like some you of can't, your defenses you is down. Like yeah. we talked about in Kiki's delivery service of like when there's doubt. Like yeah. you lose some of your like your power, so to speak, and like, you know, he he has no idea what's that. So First, he's finding out that his friend, who he thought was crazy, is not crazy, and he, he's being hit by what? So wait, <laughs> are you are you saying all those Steven Seagal movies where he's like blinded by some sand aren't real? <gasps> no, A- sorry, buddy. Um, <laughs> one uh, another. Favorite part, very, very thing. I remember Tom and I had a conversation because we had both seen this movie. And I just, the title sequence, oh, the beginning with title the sequence with the that with the so ocean good. and the, the title, I was like, <laughs> mm. <So laughs> it was bad. so silly, but it was like, cool. Go you, go you, Lee. Go you. But like, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it because like also, you know, what is water, right? Water washes out all like the bad, you know, like it's life. And, but what does it reveal? You know, it reveals that there's something behind that we cannot see. And it's like, oh, but also it does seem very like 2006 or something like that. A little bit, a little <laughs> um, bit, but I liked but I, it. You know I'm what? It. Fine. <laughs> um, uh, also like, ah, oh, this is like. Yeah, to Caitlin's point, where like all the things go missing and she can't find it, and then she and then she finally finds it, and it's just like ah. Oh, but then obviously the big shot where she pours the paint, and then like you just see like a golf ball man, and you're like, oh god, it's like there is someone there, and it's just like, but like also the fight scene or like I guess the murdering scene in the hallway where he's just taking all these cops, and you're just like, this guy is a weapon of mass destruction, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and he's just a normal person. Imagine if there no, was he's a trained, trained operative. He's like, he's one of those guys that probably like, he thinks he's so much better than everybody that he probably works out and trains so he can be physically better than people too. Um, But. Nope. um, Shit, I lost my thought. Kaylin, anything? Uh, Josh thinks. I, I, I love how well they did at being like, Every respite she gets and like tries to like pay forward the uh, fortune of her misfortune. Like when she gets all that money, she mm-hmm. immediately like pays for um, her tuition mm-hmm. so she can go to so she can go to school and just like all of it just just Down like it, it's it's all well, it's just it's such a good example of like 
people who are like that, all of it is built like a house of cards. Like they are, they are waiting for you to think you have stability so they can pluck one thing. And, and it's totally pervasive. Every aspect of your life becomes to be controlled by that person. And if you fight back, they will take away everything. You are, you are punished. You are punished wholly and completely. And it's like the, the like nest of security that was built for you is just taken away. It's like, go, get out. I don't care anymore. I, I did like um, uh, what I was saying about punishing is that the film has thriller aspects, but it doesn't punish you for it. Like, mm-hmm. f- like, uh, uh, fast, uh, not fast, uh, final destination kind of punishes a little bit of like getting closer <laughs> to the screen because you're like, I want to see what's going to happen. And then they like throw in like a complete gore shot. You're like, Oh God, I didn't want to see that. We're like here people die. Um, it's not like super gory, but also like the scary moments where you see him in the suit and you're like, you're initially just terrified. Cause you, you just don't know what this is, what you're looking at, like in the rain. And it's got like the digital stuff happening to it. You're like, it's a, it's a wide shot. So you're like, Oh my God, this is terrifying. You know, like it's, it's like, um, in signs, the scariest shot in signs. Um, oh, and yeah. I won't spoil that for everybody, but like, if you know, you know, um, and this film does that too, where it's like, Oh man, I am terrified because I I see it now. I see this thing that I haven't been able to see, but it isn't like I want to close my eyes. At least for me, it's not. And I, I really appreciate when thrillers do that, and they 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 very well veer away from the the B slasher horror stuff. Yeah. Um. So, uh, favorite characters, or we got more favorite parts? You, Josh, did you get yours back? Uh, I. It's a. It's a. It's kind of a qualm. So okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we'll go to favorite characters, and yeah, one of them can't be Cecilia because <laughs> she's the main character. Okay. Um. Okay. So we'll do two. Uh, Kaylin, you want to go first? Yeah i I think uh, James and Sydney were actually my my favos, just because mm-hmm. like they the they were the. <laughs> the oh the latter he's like thanks thanks so sweet but but that i i liked that it was just like a platonic friendship of mm-hmm. support mm-hmm. i feel like those aren't really showcased in a way that people aren't like well but why won't they kiss now it's like no that's that's actually a pretty legitimate thing there's a lot of you, you actually really exist. want this huh it's like you actually really want this you want a really good friend. Who oh yeah, is yeah, help yeah, you yeah. Out. You don't need to be jumping from one relationship to another relationship. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of uh, over romanticization of like jumping from one relationship to the next, and I think it's nice to be like, no, this is just a place for you to like chill and get your life together and um, that. And then Sydney is just like Sydney's really sweet and cute, and I want her to accomplish her fashion dreams. And the nice thing about with with James too is kind of like he he offers a sense of like you know he's he is a pretty uh, strong masculine presence without being dominating, mm-hmm. um, without him like strong arming every situation he's in. He's very like concerned and very empathetic. Um, I guess I'll go into mine real quick. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be James and 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 then Cecilia as the second. If one of them can't be, so the other one mm. is. Um, because yeah, obviously Celia, like she, you, you, you follow her journey, but like with James, you just really enjoy that. Like one, he is in law enforcement and it's like, 
sadly, again, I have to say his words, like in a movie you're watching, like, oh, he's one of the good ones. You know, he's not being portrayed as like a bad piece of shit cop. He's like, oh, he's a really good guy. And like, he's doing the best that he can. Like, like, I mean, he's in a circum, in the, in the crazy circumstances that he ends up being pulled into. He's kind of like, I have a daughter. Like I, Mm -hmm. like, and and I think I like the thing that he, he he doesn't blame her. He doesn't say like, this is your fault. Get out. He's like, Hey, right now, this is not a good this is not a good place. Doesn't he, I'm, I'm sorry else. if I'm misremembering, yeah. but doesn't he say, he's like, I'm not going to say that you're crazy, but what you're saying right now sounds it's pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I, I've tried to pick that up because when um, a really good trick, not trick, but a tactic to talk about with, with people is like, it sounds like this lets people feel like they're not being accused. Um, so it's like, it sounds like you're upset or it sounds like, um, you don't like that, so let's talk about it. Versus like you're upset, you're you know, he's like that's not good. You know, like it's 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 a really good um de-escalating word actually, um and you know we can talk a little bit about that, but no, uh but you know James is is great and I love just the first few moments you get with him where she walks outside and she gets the mail and he's like oh look at you you know like he's congratulating the small milestones even though like in a privileged person's eyes like me you can kind of almost see it as like, he is he being patronizing? But then when you turn on your empathy and you're like, oh no, this is huge. This is a big deal. Like for someone who's been afraid to go outside and she locks all the doors and all that stuff, like those small milestones mean something. And, and he, he's under, he's understanding of that. And like, you have to, you know, congratulate your friends on those milestones because they won't see it. And I, I just, I just love that they, it was captured so well. And especially from someone who is a father and obviously it looks like uh, a single father. So it's like, it's, it, there's a lot of really good things that they did just with perfect characterization. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Josh. Yeah. Um, I mean, for the same reasons, um, uh, it's going to be Cecilia first and then James. Um, I mean, James, that's, it's already been said, uh, with Cecilia, it's, it's pretty much already been said, but, uh, I, I'll add this that Elizabeth Moss, though she's oh. in a lot these days, she I still think that she go she flies under people's radar. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she she gets um she's kind of underrated, so to speak. And like you just watch her and everything that she does, and she's just she's really incredible. Like mm-hmm. she's incredible to watch. First thing I ever saw her in was in Get Him to the Greek as Daphne. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but no like yeah I think um also I think there is a sense of like a shitty male dominated audience where it's like she's not like the hot final girl. Um she's she's like to me she's like oh this is you're going to see a really good performance and like this character transformation which you wouldn't get from like uh I don't know like Friday the 13th or Freddy you know Freddy uh Nightmare on Elm Street where it's like yeah, you look for the the hot chick who's pretty much a virgin, and it's like all stuff like this. Is I different. thought you were gonna say Freddy versus Jason, and I was like, "That's the one you pick." That's the one I pick. <laughs> yep, Freddy versus Jason. I think Jason and Friday Thirteenth. So I'm like, Ugh. I was like, but uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. But yeah, so it's like it's like those kind of things where it's like you don't look for those things in this film, and you take like a real story. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so now qualms, Kwame qualms, two qualms per person. Who wants to go first? Tom does. I don't have any qualms. I, oh. I, I think 
again, I, I, from the very beginning, I said, I think this is what films at $7 million should strive for. That, Absolutely. that amazes me. Absolutely. Like, like and again, that's what I'm saying. Like these directors who do these small budget films and rake in like not $200 billion on the opening week or whatever, like all this crap, like needs to be thrown out to the side because these are the people who are like pushing and actually like elevating film. Well, it's like they, they say they know how to, cause I've worked on a few, my buddy buzz that I've talked about. He, Shout out to buzz. he produces and directs horror films and the things that he tells me that they get away with, like having a low budget and the way that they pull off some things, you're just like, that is just like, that's, that's rock star. Like, wow. Yeah. Hmm. It, it, it's very much like the team, the crack team who steals like a famous painting versus the person who had like a $200 million budget. Who's like, Oh yeah, I just rerouted the original order and shipped to my house instead. You're like, Oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, of course. Um, so yeah, no qualms for me. Not, not, none, not at all. I can't, I can't so in none. good faith be like, yeah, this could be better. I'll be like, nah. I saw what you did. You went out there. You got it. You did it responsibly. You came out and you're like, this is it. And you're like, oh my God. This is amazing. Uh, Josh? Josh? Um, I mean, I think it's, this is a, this is one of those qualms where it's, it's kind of a stretch, but I need to say it. Um, and I think it's, it's not the movie's fault. It's just the genre is that I, I, I hate logic gaps or things that when characters mm. do things that you're just like, no. <laughs> when you're inspecting yeah. all of the stuff, your inclination is to take the knife out of the Ziploc bag and put your fingerprints all over. I'm just like, and yeah. it's probably because I watch way too many crime dramas where you're like, oh, they can get you from that. They can get you from that. Well, you just left evidence. Good for you, man. I I, I think that it's just like, it it doesn't it doesn't make the movie suffer for me. It's just it's just things that you're like, no. I'm no. glad. Did, and that, that, did that get used against her later on? They found all this stuff in the attic, and they well, they the knife is in. the knife that killed her sister. So well, I think was, she was in I her think hand. She took regardless. it out mm-hmm. and brought it downstairs. Ah, uh, okay. okay. That, as I recall, mm. I could be wrong. I, for some reason, in my mind, in recollection, it just feels like he snuck into the kitchen of the restaurant, grabbed a knife, and walked his happy butt over. But mm. to your point, yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's the knife that kills her sister. Because well, I think I, they, they make a point to say, I don't know, I could no, be no, wrong, the, because he puts knife, it in her hand. Yeah, and that's the it. The knife in the attic is the one from the kitchen. They mm-hmm. took it when she was cutting vegetables mm-hmm. for that meal. So it yeah. was literally just like, they're taking it making her feel like she was crazy because something moved that mm-hmm. she had left there. And then that's what ended up in the attic. But I mean, yeah. for me, it's like, if that's the case, then why put it in a Ziploc bag? It makes me think that it was saved for later. Well, I think also all roads lead to the prison or the jail and her mm-hmm. making a deal with Tom. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I forgot to mention that in one of my favorite parts when she fucking gets him. It's like, there you are. I'm like, that's shout out to my boy, Isaac, this bad ace. Yeah. Bad ace when she stabbed him. Anyways, but, um, no, yeah, I, I think to your point, like, but also to your point, like everything you could do to incriminate yourself, and that's what you do, like, God, God. But yeah. it's 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 tough, you know. Like, obviously, a person who's under duress is going to not make perfect uh, decisions. Yeah. Right. yeah, but I mean, that's that's all that's all I got. It doesn't it it doesn't 
once you hear my score, it, it doesn't affect <laughs> it all that much. So, Kaylin? Well, let's, let's Kaylin. Uh, so, I, in the same kind of way, a little bit log- logic gaps of she went to steal the camera suit, the like spare camera suit that was mm-hmm. sitting in there. She was caught on camera getting the suit, figuring out how it works. He was still there watching her the whole time. So how did he not figure out, one, where her cubbyhole was, and two, that she had taken the suit, and that's like, that she should not leave that final dinner at no point in time to, like, go over there. Like, for for him being this kind of Sauron, all-seeing eye type thing, he had a lot of blind spots, which just didn't make sense to me. Um because I understand that, like, yes, she would have been around long enough to know where his blind spots are, but it felt like for her to go into that room and take the suit and be on camera, he had to have known. So I feel like this penultimate moment of her getting away with it just didn't hit for me because I'm like, but he I, saw you. <laughs> I think two things that you actually illuminate with that. One, how has she been a prisoner of his and never knew about the suit? Right. Two... Um, to your point, I think with that and you're like, how does this happen? My, again, this doesn't change mm. anything. It's not meant to change your thing. Is like he was so confident and he did not expect her to actually act this way. Right. And and it's like she had all this time that she could have killed him when she was with him. Why is she doing it finally now? Right. And to that point, like to me, that's where like his, it's the pride before the fall. Where it's like, I've won. You know, like all the police think it's this. You know, you're off the hook and I can get rid of all of this shit. But yeah, to your point, I, it, I could see where that comes from. Because I'm like, yeah, I remember like when she walks into the house, when she takes like the Uber, the Lyft, like you see angles from the security cameras, not from like the omniscient camera. So right. like, it's like, oh, it's definitely there. So if he was like on top of it when and then he comes home and like he like catches her, like why when he investigate what she had done? Right. Um, so it's like. You know, you would you would technically be like, okay, is is my other suit there? You know, like look for like you know when your mom, you know, your parents clean your room, you're like, oh my god, what are the nudie magazines? Like, did they find it? You yeah. know, like that's the first thing you worry about. You're like, oh my god, and, and you check, you check those you know things that you don't want to be revealed to the world, and and especially like with her cubby hole, he had to have, if he is that type of controlling person, he would have retraced all of her steps to figure out what she did. So in my mind, I was ready for him to already have known about the cubbyhole to have already taken the suit because he would have undone all that she did to figure out how she left so she could never do it again. Um, So there was just a couple of like logic gaps there for me that I'm like, eh, mm, okay. But if they had given me like a, yeah, I didn't check on you anymore because I knew that I had won, blah, blah, blah. And then he died. Then I'd be like, "Mm, okay, sure. But the rest of the time I was like, but you had to have known. You're Mr. I spy with my little eye all over the place. (laughs) Um, And then the other thing, which is not a qualm with, um, it's not a qualm with the movie because they literally didn't give her any other option but to kill him, really. Um, But since this is kind of a message for those out there to, I think this is more of a film for other people to understand what it's like to be gaslit. 
I think that's like you're about the a, kind of goal. You're about to say that I don't like the thing that Tom said earlier. What do you mean? That she kills him at the very end. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Because, and I know I know what you're you're talking about too. Like, cause in the end it is like saying, like, all right, everyone who's ever been gaslit, just kill your abuser. Just kill your abuser. And it's like and that's it's not the, that's not the right lesson you should learn from this. And and the reality is <laughs> Really, that, like, that's what you took from this? <laughs> just well, kill him. Uh but which no, don't no. Well, but the she, reality yeah, no, of like it. being yeah. in that kind of a situation is that like not only do you have to figure out how to get away, but you have to live with the fact that they're going to be alive for the rest of your life too. Mm. And you might interact with them. Which they is the might, reality of the situation. Which is the reality of the situation. Is like your abuser doesn't just croak and then you get to walk away victoriously in your cute dress. And, and like s- sometimes you have w- to. And to, to that point and what the film I think almost got into is like if the person were to stay alive for the rest of their life, and if there's someone who's like of big influence, you may see them in the news quite often. Often, you, you may see them They're on social media all the time, and so right. everything kind of all roads lead back to that person. Um, which go on. Sorry. It's it's and that's like I I had wanted there to be in in my version of this film that would make it feel more complete and whole for me, which I understand is not the purpose of this film, so I'm not holding it against it. Just more of like my personal perspective on it is that I wish that she had found a way to outsmart him and outmaneuver him him to get him rather than becoming him. She, because to me, she just became him. She became the, like, she got to give him the final gaslight and then murder him. Um, As like, and that just, to me, I'm like, oh, well, now she's going to be even no, more no traumatized from murdering someone. Well, yeah, I think there, the, I think that is an ideological battle because, like, for me, right. it's a little bit of like the, you know, it's the Batman clause, right? It's like if I killed, then I'm just as bad as everyone's like. If you kill one Joker, you're fine. You just, you know, when you eat one piece of ice cream, you're like, oh, I can't stop myself from eating it all. But to your point, it's kind of like, how does that get articulated in this kind of right. storytelling, right? Because uh, I think the same argument could be made of like, well, what she's going to do is try to find um, other people who might be suffering as as she is and, you know, could become an Avenger of some sort. But like, you know, again, a power unchecked is still a corrupted thing. Right. right? I so, mean, so so kind of my little addendum for that was his weakest link was actually, oh, uh, his weakest link was actually um, uh, was his brother. Tom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what if she had found the crack in his armor and found a way to talk to Tom about unraveling everything and then his brother getting kind of like the relief from having to be under this gaslit, you know, this gaslighting upbringing as well because, like, everyone just dies in this rather than what is it like to keep living with this person still being around. It plays to the so, genre versus playing to the reality. Exactly. You, Which you, I get is the whole point of this movie. But in in trying to make it grounded in the modern era, it, to me, kind of did a disservice of what's a, what it's like to live with that and continue living with it because you don't just get to kill your abuser. That's not how it works. No, yeah, I 100% agree. I, I feel like... Um, just because I, I guess for me, like I loved the play into the genre of like 
getting back. Um, it does take away from the reality of like, you know, what can you say? I, I think it kind of almost walks a little thin line of like, you know, people were freaking out about Joker and they're like, oh my God, mm. we're, you know, you oh, know no. we're, we're you know celebrating a murderer. And it's like, no, this film shouldn't have to tell you like killing is bad um, because it already does. And in this film, like it, it also does kind of show like at the very end with James being like, you know what you're doing. Like this isn't technically the right way to go about it. And she's like, you know, but it was what I needed to do. And mm. again, the, 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 the listeners and all this stuff, I know, there might be some impressionable people, but like, obviously don't take the wrong lessons of like, go exact vengeance on um, the people who you've survived. But, uh, you know, taking the story of like, you know, it's not unnoticed. And uh, there are uh, people who, who, who pay attention and that this, this story is important, but yeah, uh, I, 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 to me, I'm just like, yes, fucking kill this motherfucker. Cause he deserves to fucking die. Uh, cause you hate the guy and like, you barely even see his face throughout the movie, but you just like the presence of him. You're like, I, I don't even know how this guy looks like. I hate him. <laughs> so, um, yeah. uh, now we'll get to rating the final ratings. ratings. So who's going first. I'm going first. Cause I have no votes against me. And guess what number I wrote. You wrote a five. I wrote a five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and a shout out to, uh, my other boy, Nick, uh, this is friggin' sweet. Uh, this movie was friggin' sweet for me. Um, and I wouldn't friggin change it. And I, and I would love, and I, I see that they're going to be continuing these kind of styled horror films, which with, with uh, Frankenstein and... and uh, oh, interesting. The monster from the lagoon or all that stuff. So I'm like, mm, give me more. Give me more. So um, next is Caitlin. I... Gave it a 4.5. 4.5. It's it's still a really good movie f- within the genre that it is. They did a really good job with building tension and and what I was talking about with like making you wonder if you're crazy but, and the and and you said you weren't you don't you're not a big fan of horror films, right? Um, I, it's they're growing on me. I have watched so many of them, but like uh, thanks to my boyfriend in high school, but like. Uh, I'm starting to understand them a little more now, and while I appreciate what what this is doing within the thriller genre and the suspense and everything, it just tread that line a little too close for me. Of of it, it felt like kind of the the right message is in there, but it's presented in the wrong way. I just mean in the sense of like you know, just because it's in the horror genre, there is like a a bit of snootiness, like they're just garbage films. Where like I think this film kind of bubbles above like that. Well, I think sad they're making better thriller slash horror films nowadays. Mm-hmm. There, there's I think there, certain... there, there there was definitely a lot. You know, we have like Halloween, Alien, uh, The Thing, right? And yeah. I think for some reason those always get washed over when like you hear about like, all right, here's Nightmare on Elm Street Eight, where he comes back from the. Yeah. But don't you remember that this film, this film, this film are in the genre too? Like, yeah, it's no, I get it. But yeah, there's, there could be a lot of intelligence that is translated in horror films. I just wanted to hear, because I know, Kaylin, you're not too privy to them. So I was like, you know, I think we've been trying to do our uh, on the show is like talk about these kind of not, like well-made celebrated ones. Uh, No, I mean, I've seen a lot of garbage ones. I've seen a lot of great ones. It's just, uh, it honestly, it's the like message that got me more than anything. Because would I watch it again? Yeah. Would I pay more attention to things? Yeah. It's just coming away from this left me a little disgruntled because it's like, I, 
that's not an option for me. That's yeah, not no, something the, I got the, to do. The lasting effect is not that it's a 1.5, but it's a 4.5 of like, you know, it doesn't hit the mark at the end, but it's also still just a well-made film. That's why it's still right. in the high range. And yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's not something to sleep on or to fart at. Yeah. So. Yes, correct. <laughs> the um, same. 4.8. 4.8 for Josh. So you have it here. Caitlin is the grump of the week. I'm the grump. Yeah, she is. I'm the grump. And I'm with fine. with 38% of the votes. And so she she wasn't the, the, the big choice. So I got to do some shout outs. Shout outs. For some reason, I keep Shouty not Eddie. having the uh, image up uh, or the, the, all the, the votes for some reason. But all of the votes for Caitlin. So, um, Mr. Bradley P., shout out to you. Uh, Brock P., Mm-hmm. And uh, Noe S. voted for Caitlin. Oh, uh, no. Hello. So uh, there you have it. Caitlin is the grump of the week. All those who voted for Josh, uh, thanks for playing. But very thanks close. Thanks for playing. Um, it wasn't going to be me. So all, the one person who voted for me, you know, hey, I'm, I'm glad you acknowledge me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you, you noticed. But like, Thank I think, you for looking at me. I think I was really juiced to like have the last few episodes uh, that we've done on the show because I think they were my picks, and I feel like I was yep. like really vying for like Invisible Man, Invisible Man, Invisible Man, the Invisible Man, the Invisible Man. Drop the there thumb. he goes. The Very man. important. <laughs> the Invisible Man. The um the the, the, the. Well, that's it. That is the episode on the Invisible Man for 2020. I almost said 2020. 2020. 2020. 20, Just yeah. 2020. It's It was a year. Um, I want to live up until 2020. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for, for listening or watching, however you are ingesting this. Uh, let us know what you thought of The Invisible Man from 2020. Uh, go on over to that Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. There is a movies channel in there. Continue the conversation over there. There's a lot of really cool people in there, so you won't be alone. Um never alone if you are new to nerd on check out our website nerdon.tv it has all the information on everything that we do our all of our podcasts uh, our different channels uh, head on over to that YouTube that's where we post all of these episodes in 4k Uh, so check that out Uh, we also stream almost daily there's a couple of days we don't but otherwise we are we are there check it out nerdon.tv backslash twitch and like I said at the top if you liked what you heard today please stop by rate and review and share us with your with your friends and family that is how we grow it is i keep saying that because it's that important it's how we grow so share us do the thing put us in front of people but uh yeah that's been the episode thank you so much for uh joining us take care of yourselves you know the drill as always nerd on Broadcast.